Crowpod contains language and themes which may not be suitable for anyone, but what is suitable for everybody is the great stuff from our friends at the famous iconic wear for bears. Go check out the famous uk. Great stuff over there. And if you want to win some stuff from them, scroll down, hit the buy me a coffee link in the show notes on this episode that you're listening to right now. We give away stuff from them every single month here on the Crowpod. So check them out. The famous uk. I'm not following your line of question. Welcome to Don't Ask Me No Questions. This is a, a new series here on the Crow Pod. Uh, kind of like secondhand news, except where instead of just me sitting there opining from my position as a recovering journalist, I get to roll out some, some of the, well, the important parts of the job, namely asking people questions about shit that's going on. And who better to start with than Crow Pod originalist, the guy who's been filling in for Todd while he's suspended. Uh, Peter Ewart is back. Hi, Peter. Hello, everybody. I'm sure there are so many more people better placed, but it's me today. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll find them eventually. I, I don't know. You know, fuck it. We, we got to start somewhere here. Uh, <laughs> no, we, we want to get out. We're coming back later this week, probably Friday with a full crow pod. But obviously, uh, with everything going on with the, with the television contract, uh, me and Peter want to hop on here for a little bit. And well, hopefully, you know, as Dave Cormack said, try to provide context to what the fuck's happened. And, and I just want to say first, Peter, b- before we get going, you, you know, the, 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 see, we're, we're on the 27th of September here on Tuesday. I don't know uh, any of the details of what's going on with the elite through sports direct uh, this month. I know, I know we got that 2 million pound find. And also because yeah. I've been talking to David for two hours, pretty much since I got going this morning, recording uh, the, the, the most recent Watergate episode, I have not listened to their interview with uh, James Bisgrove. So, if anything comes up about that, you're gonna know. <laughs> but, um... I, okay, um, I, I I've scanned something on the the fine from the, the the competitions authority. I think the overall fine is two million quid. I think that largely went to JB Sports. Rangers got about two hundred twenty five thousand, and Elite about four hundred something thousand. So uh, about one and a one point four went to JB. It goes back into season 2018-19 where apparently discussions were had between Rangers and JD to put their prices of shirts up from £55 to £60 so they would be the same as the £60 Elite was charging for a home top. That is the sum total of what I know. Um, Once again, questions to be answered. but yeah, I mean, two hundred twenty-five grand fine apparently happened only over a couple of months. Uh, sorry, I say only. It, it it happened between September and November eighteen. So, oh, so, so when people are buying shirts, yes. So <laughs> y- yes, indeed. So a short space of time, but uh, as ever with our board, uh, stories that generate questions rather than answers. Yeah. Well, like I said, we'll, we'll definitely. I'll probably have something on that before Friday, but I'm sure once me and Peter David get together to talk on Friday, we'll we'll have a little bit more on that. But we are here to talk about television because, mm. my God, are we getting fed it <laughs> this weekend. You know, I, I, I did a show yesterday. 
breaking down some of the bullshit that Dave Cormack, of course, the chairman of Aberdeen, had come out with, um, trying to provide. Again, you know, he, he said that all discussion around uh, the at the time that I recorded still a proposed television deal, although you know, it was me and you and David had talked about it on Friday. They, they were going to find a way to hammer this thing through, no matter what, and they have. Uh, but Dave Cormack said that we lacked facts and context around discussions of of the deal. And uh, I don't think that that was true, obviously. I think we had a lot of the facts of it because other club chairmen and ownership groups and whatnot had been pushing and leaking information out uh, via their, their useful media channels. Uh, of course, Stuart Robinson, to his credit, had come out and said that this is fucking awful. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Uh, from his position there on the innovation and strategy group that was, uh, well, being used as the, as a vehicle to carry this thing across the line. So Peter, I, I think, you know, the, the one, well, I guess, you know, the first question here, let's just, you know, if Rangers, let's say Rangers had a player horribly underperforming on the park, not even showing up roughly 10% of the time over the past two seasons, just refusing to show up for training or, or for matches. And uh, would you want to see the club rush to hand that player a new contract about two years ahead of, of his current one expiring? It's just really strange, isn't it? Um, why now when the deal doesn't run out to 24, 25, um, we've got some long-standing players here uh, and the centerpiece is always is Mr. Doncaster um, he's been with the SPFL or SPL as was for 13 years now. Yeah. Um, has taken out certainly north of 2 million. I'd say north of three getting on for 4 million out of Scottish football. Um, for all the clubs that he seems to be smaller clubs, he seems to be pinning against the wall and saying, you must sign this deal. Do they think they're really getting value from that? Um, given just what they've done. It, it, it just seems to be lowest common denominator, can't be bothered, um, easiest thing to do rather than is this the best thing for Scottish football? I, I think, you know, our, our old friend Andy McKellar, also <laughs> old old school crow there, but, you know, he, he pointed out yesterday, of course, you know, Doncaster now is on 400,000 pounds a year. Yet every single one of these big decisions he outsources to some agency recruitment, whatever the hell it is. What I mean to me in an organization this small, right. And I mean, let's the SPFL is not a large organization in terms of a corporate structure. That's kind of, I mean, that's what you would want your CEO doing. I would think is leading these kinds of, of discussions, leading the, you know, trying to find these answers himself, not, immediately turning around the contract out to, to anyone and everyone. And, and, you know, I think to what you were saying there, I, th- I think it was Marcus from follow follow who said yesterday, that, you know, these SPFL clubs, well, I, I think it's something we've all said, deserve what they get. I mean, these clubs are the SPFL and they deserve what they get. But I think, you know, what you just said there is critical because it's not, it's not Calvin Beath or Alloa or, or, or these clubs down the line. It's these, nine clubs that nine to 10 clubs that we're consistently dealing with, depending on who's in the top flight at the time that, that continue to, to drive these kind of short sighted uh, uh, decisions that, that horribly undersell the value of the game. Well, if I take you into 
the SPFL accounts, and I'm sorry I had to go there. Um, <laughs> Prince of, so this is uh, this is after season twenty twenty one. Um, let me just check exactly when these are two. So up to thirty first of May twenty one. So it, okay. it it is a COVID year. Yep. Um, principal risks and uncertainties. Number one is COVID. Understandable. Number two, uh, the general economic climate affecting the spending capacity of broadcast and commercial partners together with trends in the broadcast market. The company and the chief executive in particular maintains strong and regular contact with all broadcast and commercial partners and provides regular reports to the board. So the second biggest risk that they can identify is that it's dealing with a, a, a suppressed broadcasting market. And the solution that comes out of that is to go to one and one only and sign a long-term deal that undervalues everything. That's very weird. I, I think, you know, me and David were talking a little bit this morning that, well, I mean, the best analogy is, is kind of a abused spouse sort of situation here. Um, and, you know, that, not obviously to make light of that kind of a situation, but I mean, that that is, you know, they're they're talking themselves into having to keep going back to sky and i I think rob robertson said it you know again i I gotta give the guy credit when he does something right for all the other stuff that pisses me off but you know everybody well sky's telling us if we try to put this out the bid that they're not going to come back to the table and robertson he's like no that's bullshit of course they are They, they they have it now they obviously find value in it now. Why they're not going to not come back and bid on this? You, you know, again, you've got four of the biggest, most visible matches in club football per year, guaranteed worldwide. Um, and the the idea that we need to rush into this because of volatility in broadcasting markets. I mean, I talked about this yesterday. Every every single time people talk about a, a plateau or even a valley in sports broadcasting fees, rights fees, they just keep going up. They always go up. It's one it is one of the best investments. If there was some way to buy, you know, like on, on a trade market into sports broadcasting fees only, you'd be making money hand over fist year after year because they keep going up. And instead, we've had this push by Doncaster, by the SPFL. And I think, you know, they're, they're well, I, I, I think Celtics lack of, comment in public venues says more than than anything could i think part of the problem we always get with stuff like this is of course people want to tie it back into like you get people on twitter that can turn anything into child abuse you know um but in this case it's a very real situation and it's not something that's being actively addressed by by people in the media sadly because what well, what we had celtic today their lawyers were saying that uh this lawsuit by the survivors of, you know, this historic sexual abuse, child sexual abuse shouldn't proceed because the club can't get a fair hearing. Um, I, I think it was actually yesterday, the, the great Dick Nixon account. Look at, look at this crossover content. The great, um, the great Dick Nixon Twitter account to point out Ari, you know, Edward Snowden never wind the people. Have, oh, he'd come back if he thought he could get a fair trial this Nixon, you know, no one's ever sure of a fair trial. You hope for one and you work for one. And, and their lawyers obviously know that that's, that's not the case. The, the, the concern then for Celtic 
is going to be coming from their insurers who are looking at making millions of dollars of payouts over the coming decade and therefore need some kind of guaranteed money on the books. And that's, that's what this contract is for them. You, you know, for, for all the other, for Cormac's fucking bleeding and, and again, just complete bullshit. And thank God for Grant Russell, uh, you know, the ex STV journalist and former Motherwell guy who came out and was like, no, 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 no. All these fucking numbers are wrong. You're fucking lying again. And, and this is, I mean, Cormac thing came out Sunday. You're talking, what, 12, 18 hours before it was announced by Stephen McGowan that they'd already signed this fucking deal? You know, it, it's, it's just lies. It's all lies. It's a bit weird as well, because Cormac didn't appear to be much of a fan of Doncaster's negotiating not three or four months ago. So again, yep. what happened? Um, and Hibs as well. I mean, what was the the sort of five Diddy clubs got together? Aberdeen, Dundee, Dundee United, Hibs, and was it Hearts? Hearts, uh, yep. Uh, and said, oh, we should be getting the the entire of Scottish football clubs should be turning, as in S- SPFL, should be turning over 50 million by 2029. Well, sign that deal and you can guarantee that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, you're you, you now built in that that's not going to happen. Um, I mean, I, I, I have abusive relationship written down here as well. That's exactly what it is with the smaller clubs. It's like um, don't ask any questions, support me, and if you don't support me, you're not going to get your pittance for an allowance. Meanwhile, I'll take out you know four hundred grand a year. That that's yeah that that's uh, that's one that needs questioned. And we get the sort of even they've had to give away more than what they have currently to get the deal to increase by five million by by six seasons time. I mean, we appear to have thrown in uh, Scottish women's football for a song. Yeah. Um, so that's been lumped in, and we've gone from 48 matches to 60 to get from 25 million quid this season to 30 million quid. Um, and there are steps, um, but that's broadly 3% a season. Uh, Inflation is going to be miles above 3% this year, so you're already on the back foot. Um, yep. It's just it's it's short-sighted, but then we go back to, is McLennan going to be here in 2029? Is Doncaster going to be here in 2029? He's he's become a multi-millionaire from Scottish football. He's 52. I suspect he, he, he could walk away now and be very, very comfortable and very comfortable indeed. It's just no flexibility. Um, if there was a genuine sign that other broadcasters were walking away from Scottish football um, you could perhaps make a case BT are still around and I, I think from you know the, 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 the unofficial channels are fairly put out that they're not going to get the bid on it Premier Sports are kicking around the national game I think is it, the, is it Nordic streaming service Bioplay yeah. which I think Northern Ireland have gone with as well from 24 to 28 Um so there were plenty of other options out there, and again, there's nothing really about. And it's it's early because this has just been announced today, but there does seem to be a kind of embargo over comment. None of the other clubs are coming out and saying this is a great idea. I, I'm I'm sure it will come, and we will get the usual suspects parroting whatever they've been told to parrot. Um, so that will be interesting. Picking up why Livingston, who were dragging their feet. 
at least or seemingly dragging their feet. Why they change their mind uh, will be one to watch as well. Uh, but yeah, we, we and and if you're the biggest revenue club in the country, uh, whether or not you're in court for for, for other things. The status quo kind of suits you because nobody else can grow at a, at a sensible rate if you just keep things the same. So I think lack of comment probably comes from a number of angles from them. I, you know, I, I think too, I mean, there the, 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 was, well, you know, let's look. Sky, right, have rights, can broadcast 48 matches a year right now and haven't for two years running. Now, to me, that doesn't grow your product. Um, you're not getting exposure. And Cormac and his comments, you know, because what they, there's elevator clauses that take it to 80 matches per year, which again, if they're not broadcasting all 48 they have available now, why the hell would they suddenly broadcast yeah. 32 possible more? But then Corm- Cormac kept saying about, you know, with the with the pay-per-view deals, that you, you're talking about 140 out of 228 uh, possible matches. Now, I, nobody really busts him on this, which happens when you're making your, your case via a statement on your club's website. But to get to 140, you would have to have every single club somehow coordinate with each other to use all five matches and not run opposition to one another, which I don't think is going to happen because I would think, you know, the nature of this is that those clubs are going to make most of their money off of us uh, and sell and then the games between their clubs and us too. And those are the ones that they sell for pay-per-view. So the idea that, you know, even in Cormac's raising that 140 out of 228 is achievable is absolutely ludicrous on its face, setting aside the fact that he said we, we need to use this period to trial pay-per-view. As Russell, again, Grant Russell pointed out yesterday, we had pay-per-view last year when all the stadiums were open. That was the trial. You don't need seven more years to trial something that's in place across world football in leagues everywhere, in works everywhere, worked in the SPFL last year. And I think the, the I, I read somewhere, I, I can't find it right now, but I think the five home games can't be Saturday 3 o'clock because the Black right. are still there. Yep. So that, that kind of narrows it down. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no there's no feasible way to get to this 140 number that he kept going. Um, you know, to, Peter, we're going to take a quick break. We're coming back. More Don't Ask Me No Questions right now. All right, back for the premiere episode of Don't Ask Me No Questions here on the Crow Pod. Uh, as always, if you like everything we do, you scroll down, you hit that Buy Me a Coffee link down there in the show notes, or just visit uh, support.thecopelandroad.org. Give us a hand, even three bucks, it gets you entered in to win some great stuff from our friends over there at The Famous. Uh, there's awesome, I mean, again, all of us have their stuff. We all love their stuff. If you want to win more of their stuff, you can by doing that. And, of course, if you want to buy some stuff from them, you just go visit thefamousheadwear.co. UK. Peter, question number two here. Uh, Cormac had made a, a big point in his, uh, well, in his statements and everything else about how uh, the broadcasting matches neuters or, or otherwise hinders season ticket revenue. It, it basically keeps people from going to the matches. So, Peter, would you live stream knocking an asteroid off path? Given doing so would mean fewer people would show up to watch a future asteroid impact upon the Earth. 
I I don't think Aberdeen really have much to think about on this one. Um, <laughs> part of their argument is we need to increase. Well, to get more money in the door from this deal, you need to increase and sizably increase the number of TV games streamed or otherwise. So if you're doing that anyway, and I'm sure if you could get if 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 ten games are really worth four million quid a pop. So 20 games potentially getting you from 30 to 38 million. Um, frankly, it doesn't matter who you get in the door. You can kind of pay the plaudits to fans and say that, yes, we we need you. But even at this sort of pitiful level, and I think this is why, um, certainly why out with the old firm clubs are, are scrambling at it. This is their massive source of income. It's not season ticket sales. It's a TV deal. So... Um, this is where it's at for them. The argument that you can get six years worth of certainty, albeit suppressed, undervalued certainty, is one they'll take back to their boards. And you're kind of left in the position, are, are, are Rangers wrong and 41 other clubs right? Um, I don't think so. Well, I, I think, you know, that this is something that, fuck, I mean, you can go back to 2012 and probably find us talking about this at certain points. Um that you know, like what Spain acquiesced to and finally accepted was that in order for us to maximize our revenue as a league, we need to let these two clubs go sell it. You know, and, and Spain did that a number of years ago. It, it, Holland does it. The Eredivisie does it with, with their big clubs. Is that they are the ones essentially at the negotiating table? They go out and get. I mean, they are the vast majority of the bulk of revenue that comes into their leagues. So they let those clubs go handle these negotiations. And then those clubs with input from the other ones come out with agreements that here's, here's money for the rest of you, basically. And it's more money than you could ever go out and, and get on your own. I think again, you're going, but Russell had highlighted something. Wrexham are kind of going through the same thing right now in the national league because of their you know visibility, obviously with their new owners mm. and they're fighting over streaming rights and everything like this. But you had a Nick Meacham, who uh, is a sports pro? It's a U.S. based or U.K. based media company, rather that that deals with business of sport. It sounds like he'd be a good CEO uh, for the Scottish Football League at some point. But um, he he says something. Quote: Making matches more accessible digitally creates a wider audience base to attract to the real thing. Streaming will be additive and won't cannibalize the audiences that attend in person. There's simply no data anywhere to back up that fear. Live sports' biggest challenging isn't streaming; it's public transport. Hmm. I, he couldn't have been more right. Well, and then of course, you know, because um, Cormac kept highlight. Well, he wanted to keep going back to the Swedish league in his uh, analysis that was heavily flawed and filled. I mean, again, it was just a tissue of lies. He, he wasn't at all engaging in good faith basis. He wasn't engaging with the facts. But they went and talked to the Swedish league chief, uh, Mads Inquist here who said uh, the, the, their TV deal that shows all 240 of their league matches live again. Uh, he said, quote, the more we're televising our league, the more people we see coming to the arenas. This year, we're going to have our strongest ever year in the stands. There, there is literally no empirical data. I, highlight, you know, I, I highlighted one on, on Twitter yesterday. I think I talked about it on a show recently, too, that you know the Chicago Blackhawks, the NHL team, famously for years, under their owner, Bill Wirtz, for, for over a decade and a half, would not broadcast their home home uh, matches. 
for for all these same reasons, these dinosaur fights, and, th- and we're talking about a policy from 1992, right? So thir- 30 years ago is when Bill Burtz put this into place and held it for 15 years. The year, the first full season that the Blackhawks took off their local TV blackout because Bill died and his son took over and went, this is a really dumb fucking thing that my dad has done for the past 15 years. They led the NHL in attendance, the highest attendance that the Blackhawks had ever had in the history of the franchise. And it's been surpassed two more times since while of course they're broadcasting all their games because access to the product is what drives people to consume the product. It's not, this is not a hard concept. Particularly if you can see it, although I'm sure some people getting to see the inside of photography streaming in mid-November may not get them banging <laughs> down the turnstiles, but we'll we'll, we'll see. No, I like um, I liked liked a strong word. Uh, McLennan's email that went out to clubs um, has a brazen couple of lines in it. Um, I am pleased to be able to advise you that the commercial resolution in respect of the proposal from Sky has now been approved by since Premiership Clubs and that the qualified resolution amending the SPFL rules to accommodate the Sky proposal has also been approved. <laughs> so there, in, in one sentence, is we had to novel the rules in order to get this through. I guess, and Shane, this is where you're, you're more familiar than I, as the broadcaster Sky, I mean, should they not be slightly concerned that the you know the the biggest club in the country didn't sign up to the deal or is it just that's business and we'll we'll we'll, we'll take the contract and run i mean i thought for sky it's the best deal possible right i mean they're having to pay very very little i mean relative i i mean it's 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 obvious sky would pay more for this right but the, the fact that the spfl went through these, you know, through these measures to, to effectively remove us from the conversation. I mean, it makes it a hell of a lot easier for them because they get what they want. Mm. You, you know, look, Sky's more, I'm, Sky would broadcast or be part in a broadcasting package to, to broadcast all 228 league matches plus, you know, the playoffs and everything else, I'm sure. But what the SPFL did was basically put themselves in a position like it's 2002 again for no reason other than they remember 2002. You know, this is a completely different media landscape now. Um, and again, I mean, it, it constantly comes back to, I mean, look, it's, it's sticking at the Rangers, right? I mean, that, that, that's the mindset that somehow, I mean, we've seen it for over a decade now that, that part of the driving impetus for these people is, well, it'll make our fans feel better if we get one over on them, you know? And that's not how you go about running the league. Again, I, I, Sky, maybe, should they be concerned? I guess. But they get what they want, ultimately. Um, you know, yeah, and, and, they avoid and, conflicts in broadcasting with, with EPL and EFL matches and stuff like that. And they get the four old firm matches. Yeah, I suppose their, their sort of UK scheduling becomes that much easier, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and meanwhile, we can get the big bad Rangers. Look at big bad Rangers trying to get us all more money. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> These fuckers out here trying to make us more valuable. Well, Jesus Christ. It, it, it would be interesting to know, um, and again, fact, facts as presented by the likes of Cormac, maybe not, not facts, but actual publicly available information on what the smaller clubs are getting out of the Sky deal um, versus what they're getting through the turnstiles isn't particularly forthcoming, but no. I still reckon... TV money is it for them? 
or it should be. It, it, it should be, and if it's not, then why the clamor to sign up to this long-term deal? Well, well, again, I mean, you know, the, the, this is part of the stuff we were talking about with with Robertson and, and Bennett last week. You know, the, the lack of transparency, but this flows through Scottish football. I, I, I don't know if Rangers are a symptom of it or the cause of it, or it's a uh, kind of incestuous sort of thing. But for Cormac, you know, again yesterday saying people are coming out and analyzing this deal without facts and context and then providing none. And in fact, the facts that he provided aren't facts at all. You know, there's no way for people to have an honest discussion about it. You you know, like you said, you're not telling, you know, what I've been saying this since 2012. I mean, the dereliction of duty of the directors of a number of these clubs is fucking absurd. And if anybody gave a shit, they'd be removed from their positions. They're not, they're not performing with the best interests of their clubs in in the companies that they represent, uh, they're just they're not they they are purposefully limiting their income, and for what? You know, again, for 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 why? Why is it? And why why are those not? You, you know, for every Stephen McGowan who actually does his job, you got twenty other fuckers like Tam McManus who somehow hold a position in Scottish <laughs> football media, right? <laughs> but you don't but, have people. Uh, nobody holds them to fire over this. The, the- the scary about or the, the scary bit about that is the the majority of people who just parrot the lines that they're fed actually get through because I've heard from fans of a couple of clubs in the east that uh, oh we had to sign this guy deal there was no alternative yeah and it's like well that's a complete fallacy yeah. that's that's just not true you know what about BT oh BT didn't put a look to pay as much when Sky get the last deal. Well, yeah, because they knew who they were nego- <laughs> negotiating with <laughs> and probably tried it on. Um, but if you said, look, let's have a first round of offers, you know, let's do it properly. So the first round of offers, notes of interest, you know, then you can talk about how many games and, and details and then go best and final offer. And from there, I think you would be north of 30 million quid by some considerable distance a year. Um, yeah. But we'll never know. Nope. Uh, th- this part of uh, Don't Ask Me No Questions here on the Crow Pad, but brought to you by uh, Ballymacash Rangers, uh, Mid Ulster Football League's premier club champions. Uh, if, if you're in Lisbon and want to go watch some football, go get. I'm, I'm working on a shirt, by the way. Some, somebody, okay. some, somebody on heart and hand is, is on the quest to find me a shirt. So we're, we're working on that. Uh, P- Peter, last question here for, for this uh, first episode. Do you remember the Crow Pod? Uh, vaguely, it it was sort of late at night and went on for about four hours. It, it's a it's a bit like American football in that respect. <laughs> it, it, it just went on and on and on. <laughs> I, I love it because I, I did that show with um, Andy and Rob there on Heart and Hand, the the Heart and Sand, and you know they're asking me about this stuff and, and like I I couldn't. I, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. It's all, it's all kind of a, a blur. I mean, as everything around that time was for Rangers supporters. But I, I, I don't, you know, a- Andy was trying to give me shtick, you know, as a lot of people have on Twitter or the forums over the years because I haven't been. Again, I don't like flying, but that's a wholly separate. I'll, I'll get there. Don't fucking worry about it, people. It's going to happen. Um, but the, I always kind of viewed my role, especially in those early days, like I was a facilitator. It wasn't me coming out telling everybody what to think. I got you and McGowan and Alan Clark and Chris Graham and Ross Hendry and fucking all the Ross McAdam. I, I came with the Alex, Oliver, uh, Marcus from Follow Follow, 
who I think that is his legal uh, 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 surname now. (laughs) (laughs) TM. But but I mean, the whole purpose was, well, basically what I want to do with this show is get you guys on. And, and have you talk about it. I mean, you're, you're the people there. And that was all that it ever was. It just, I mean, it grew from there into, as you said, four hours late at night. For me, it was, well, Sunday evening and a box of wine. But <laughs> no, it, 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 that whole, and the crow was, a, was a, 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 a symptom of it as well. What happened in 2012 was, um, and the breaking game was a big game just to be back playing football, but it was actually the East Fife game where I think they opened pay at the gate, but you know, over forty thousand turned up to watch yeah. us play East Fife in whatever the hell cup it was and Yeah, in, it was like in, Tuesday in, night or something yeah. too, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, the Champions League was on and we had <laughs> four forty four thousand people at Ibrox on Tuesday night. But 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 it galvanized people and it also forged relationships and networks that I don't think would, would be there otherwise. Um, had, had all gone on with white and green and co not not happened um but that's just made us stronger and you know you come back through the journey you get to 55 and um we we're all still here and the club is much the, the support network of the club is far stronger than it was even 10 years ago yes we're back talking about the boardroom but not not in a uh, malicious fashion. I think it's just there are many things that could be done better, but that's what everyone wants. We strive for the best, so so yeah. why why shouldn't we ask for it? That's it. There we go. Don't ask me no questions. Pretty easy, right? That, that was that was that was good. We could, I, th- I think we can do this one again. So yeah, I, I like yeah you, know, you know the thing with, with, with the regular show, Peter. You know, obviously, you've you've been part of it here on a consistent basis. Again, while Todd is suspended in a beachside villa in italy it's horrible the <laughs> things that we do to the people that act out on here but you know obviously the focus of that show is pretty much wherever the hell three whatever three middle-aged men are on it that day just yes. wanted to wander to yeah I, I think i think you know ha- having stuff like that obviously again you know the second end news program me and gary Havlin talking about historical tours and stuff like that but i, I would like you know to, to bring a little bit more of this because i, I think we were always very good at this on, on the old crow in between uh you know henry's rambling drunk stories or passing out when we bring people on stuff like that that we did actually talk about this stuff and try to provide well facts and context as dave cormack would say to, well, uh, to the, what the, the hell's going on Thank goodness I don't have to do the excruciating bit of trying to describe why we get beat one 0 at Montrose or something. <laughs> you know, that, that's, uh, yeah, or, or the, no, yeah, the, the, the opening twenty minutes of every show was just fuck. It was like, uh, <laughs> and, and then we had to go from there to, hey, by the way, these guys are robbing us in part two. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't get better. Trust us. Oh man! Uh, thank you, Peter. Peter. Peter, of course, you can find him on Twitter. Everybody at Seaside Row Six, very nice man. Of course, you can find him well wherever Rangers are playing, basically. So, Peter, thanks. Cool. Thank you, soon. Absolutely. And Peter will be back with us Friday with David for the full Crow Pod. Hang out for that again. If you like everything? It's the end of the month. If you want to have a chance to win some stuff from the famous for the month of September, all you gotta do is scroll down, hit the Buy Me a Coffee link, throw us even three bucks. Your name goes in the hat. You might get some really nice shit. So that's it. Uh, For the first edition here, don't ask me no questions. We'll talk to y'all soon. Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. You can't even fucking see this at all.